are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. And having an issue to my right, we have Pork Man. Pork, what's going on, dude? What's wrong? I'll be fine when my host stops changing my name right before it starts. <laughs> and like she knows I can't see it. It's being a douchebag. But I'm doing great. Good. Glad to see that you're doing great, aside from calling me a douchebag. I don't appreciate that. I buy the guy lunch for his birthday, and this is what I and get. It was- I got the best one. I got a chicken sandwich. Delicious. Yeah, kind of wish I would have gotten that now looking back on it. But yeah. next time. Next time. So, yeah. also joining us from the great state of Arizona, we got Chev Nooney. What's good, Chev? Nothing much, man. Just played some golf today on the day off. So, oh. hopefully get some more exciting news. Hopefully. That's that's the plan this week. So, let's keep right. praying on it. Fingers crossed for some more exciting news for Chev. And joining us as well, we got Nate Christian. What's up, Nate? Not too much, just scouring the depths of the internet for the next rookie breakout, which someone texted me today. Have you guys heard the name Jalen Camp? Do we need no. to do a Patreon episode about him? I have no idea. I just learned about him about 15 minutes ago, wide receiver out of Georgia, who supposedly ran a 4-4, put up 30 bench press, and is six foot two, two twenty-six. Ooh, so, right. uh, we, we might be looking at, at like a 40 inch vertical. We might be looking at this guy putting him on the board. Then I guess Sean, write that down for me, please. Um, thank you very much, Sean. Can't wait to see the, the comment. Got it, boss. So, uh, thank you for telling me about that name, <laughs> Nate. And I, before we get into it, I just want to say, Hey, rewinders, I want to talk to you about one of the most exciting ways to play fantasy football, and that's Dynasty Owner at dynastyowner.com. It is as close to being a real NFL GM as possible. Yes, Porkman, are you, are you just like... No, I'm just I'm just agreeing with you, Mike. Oh, okay. Did you hurt your hand or something like that? No. Well, I'm just being stupid. Okay. Just making sure. Making sure you're good. <laughs> okay. All right. We're good. Anyway, you can manage your salary cap and build a team within its confines. Orphan teams as well as new teams are available now for your purchase, and rookie drafts will be starting in May with a 24-hour clock. Do not time out on your clock when you're drafting people. So come test your skill at DynastyHunter.com now. Let's get into it. When Nate gets back, we will talk about Rakeem Boyd. He's back. We will talk about Rakeem Boyd from the University of Arkansas. And now for the incorrect measurements that I have are six foot, 206 pounds. <laughs> what do you want me to say, Mike? The, what is it? <laughs> I mean, I found that at his pro day, he measured it at 5'11", 213. Okay. So to clarify, when we, you know, we had set these shows up a while ago. So basically, as soon as we set them up, wrote them all down in my notebook, every prospect gets a page. I write down their name, their school, and uh, I use uh, collegefootballstatistics.com and write down whatever they have. So, And we don't have a combine this year, so things change each week. 
One week, Rondell Moore's 5'9". This morning, he's 5'8". Tonight, he's 5'7". Tomorrow, he'll be 5'5". Five five. <laughs> Actually, he's oh, easy. Did you guys see Stop he's 5'3", and he ran a 3.940? So, 60-inch <laughs> vertical. Literally jumped his height. He's Ant-Man, basically. He can finally reach the Cheerios at the top of the fridge. <laughs> there, we, there we go. So, Rakeem Boyd, he's from Arkansas, and he's he has a height and weight. But he played 30 games at the University of Arkansas, 389 carries for a total of – sorry, i got to move my – oh, my God, I can't even read that. That's probably like 2,176 yards. I'm sorry, everybody. 5.6 yards per carry. He had 13 touchdowns scored, 52 receptions, 358 yards, so not much of a receiver. He averaged 6.9 yards through the air. No touchdowns to speak of as a receiving back. So – uh, who wants to start with Rakeem Boyd? Chev, actually, you know what? I want to talk to you. I'm, we're going to start with you. Sorry, Nate. I know you're holding your hand up. But because uh, I think Porkman and I kind of feel the same about most of these guys anyway. So, Chev, kick us off. I'm going to be honest. I was very underwhelmed when I watched Rakeem Boyd. I was not too thrilled of what I saw in his film. Uh, I mean, to me, it looked like he had decent hands, but it just didn't seem like he was used that way uh, at Arkansas. Um, he's from Last Chance U, though, so if you ever watch the TV show, he was on there, and he was a baller, I think. Um, but I, I just didn't see it. I think he looked real stiff to me. He ran upright a lot, and I was not too thrilled to see that. Um, there's not much shiftiness with him. You're going to get what you get. He's going to run straight, and he's, he's going to dip a little bit sideways and run a little bit to the right. He might break a couple tackles, but – the shiftiness is just not there. The elusiveness is just not there. But when I was watching film with Porkman from 2018 about Alabama. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It looked like I was watching a completely different running back. So I'm not exactly sure what changed from 2018 to the film I watched. I believe it was 2000. Did he play in 2020 or is it 2019 film? He played, he played in 2020. So it must have been 20 film. He just looked like a completely different running back. The speed and burst was all there. He was a little bit shifty. He was making people miss. He showed a little bit more dog in him. So I'm not exactly sure what changed from 2018 to 2020, uh, but he just looked like a completely different player to me. And he's probably not somebody I'm really looking to draft, uh, honestly. Uh, the pass blocking was a little bit meh. There's nothing there in that department. So I'm not exactly sure what's going to get him on the field. Uh, for an NFL team. So I'm probably out on this guy. What do you guys think? I Honestly, I don't know how much you left for us to talk about. You pretty much hit the nail on that. <laughs> hey, you're absolutely right. I mean, I the only thing that I could say that you might not have said, strong but not overly powerful, and he's always moving forward, so there's that. Um, mm-hmm. If we were playing NFL or XFL, I'd say he'd probably be a fantastic XFL back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he could just grind. Yeah. In the XFL, mm. but and again, uh, pass blocking is okay. Capable but not spectacular receiver is what I have mm. him. Yeah, rated as for receiving. Nate Pork, you guys have anything to add about Raheem? Yeah, I agree with Chev. You know, we saw some. He looked good against Alabama in 2018, mm-hmm. and it seems like he got worse over the years. I thought he looked better in 2019 than he did in 2020. He actually opted mm. out. Uh, I think midway through the 2020 season. Mm. I think he's a guy that just. I looked up his history. He doesn't have any major injuries, really. Um, but he has a lot of little injuries. And there's multiple articles saying that, you know, he's dealt with nagging injuries his entire college career. I think he's just really a guy that 
even though he didn't have a ton of wear and tear, just kind of started to get that wear and tear early on his career. And just, mm-hmm. I think he was a talented crew. I think he did well, like in his early years, but just never developed the way that people wanted him to. You can see he ha- he's like on the cusp of something. Like watching mm-hmm. his runs every four or five runs, you see something that like was ready to break open or something that was just almost impressive. So like, I think this guy just, he was so close in so many regards, but at the end of the day, he's a below average running back for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just think for me, it's just the fact that he runs upright, but he's not like a stout type of running back like that. So when you're running upright, uh, you, I think for my, for me, seeing a lot of his tackles when he's getting tackled, it seemed like it's going to be like a possible ACL tear because his knees is always getting bent back. So I saw that. Uh, he was patient in the backfield for the most part, but after that, it just wasn't, you know, too much of of what I like to see in NFL running back. So when it came down to it, it was just like the Alabama tape. I looked at that because I had to show Chef today because he was like, yeah, this guy isn't good. I was like, well, there's one piece of tape that's good. <laughs> but then it's like I feel as though he must have been gotten beat up and then he had injuries. It's small, Like Nate said, small injuries during 2020. Then he opted out because his roommate got COVID. And then he was like, well, I'm just not coming back. I might as well just prepare. Um, I looked at an interview and he seems really confident about himself. Um, he says that, you know, you saw the tape, you know what I can do. So I think I can make it an NFL. Uh, I, I think you need, might need to change a little bit of your running style so you can fit the NFL. But I think he might be XFL, CFL type of guy for right now until he just improves. Uh, and then just just you got to run behind your path, but because if you stand up straight, you're going to get clocked. I feel like sometimes we have to remember too, like when I was playing college baseball, there was a point where I'm like, man, this is way too serious for me. I don't, I, I love baseball. I love playing, but it's just not for me. And when I watch the Alabama film, I see that dog in him and I see mm-hmm. the potential. And then as we watch the 2020, it's just not there anymore. So for me, maybe that's just part of it. Maybe he's just like, okay, I, I do love football, but this this isn't for me anymore. So maybe that plays a part in it. I don't know, but I know that definitely should be something we maybe talk about. Cause I mean, it plays a big role. Like if people don't want to play in the NFL, then if they don't see the potential, then they kind of shut it down a little bit. So maybe that's what happened with him a little bit. I don't know, but it sucks to see that great film in Alabama and then not really sure what happened in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Hey Mike, I have a, hey, Nate. a, fun game that we can play at the end of each of these prospects to kind of give some context to how we're actually ranking these guys. Sure. Um, so, so this guy, Rakeem Boyd, he graded out, <laughs> I was trying to find his name on here. I'm looking at my big board from 2020. So I was trying to find his name. And I was like, this is the wrong year. So Rakeem Boyd, he grades out in my system, similar to Jamichael Hasty from last year. Would you guys rather have as prospects Jermichael Hasty or Rakeem Boyd? Hasty. I'm gonna go Hasty probably. He was so tasty. <laughs> that's right. That's a uh, that's kind of neck and neck for me because I like Hasty, but Hasty showed dog throughout, so I'm gonna just go with Hasty. Okay, so then another one. I'm gonna move my down my board a little bit. Would you rather have Rakeem Boyd or would you rather have... I don't think we were fans of Eno Benjamin around here, so Eno Benjamin. Mike liked Eno. No, I, I didn't... 
I liked him, but I didn't like him like him. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't passing him notes in class or anything like that, but... Sorry, I'm dating myself here. Um, <laughs> Eno had that production, though. But what concerns... See, it's hard. I'm going to take probably Boyd as a prospect. Because, you know, I like the production, but the film was just kind of eh. At least I Man. saw some burst and potential from Boyd. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with Boyd as well for that one. Yeah, I like this. This gives us a little bit more, like, context about these lower-rated guys. You know, mm-hmm. how do they compare to last year's class? Like, am I taking this guy in the fourth, fifth round? I mean, yeah, you might take a shot on this guy in the fifth round if he's in a decent landing spot, if he gets drafted. Right. Yeah, and I think one thing that we had to think about, too, is let's not forget last year, Eno Benjamin was all over the place. At the beginning of the offseason process, he was kind of high, then he was down, then he was high. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up getting drafted in the seventh round, but not getting any playing time because of an undrafted guy like like Jonathan Ward. So uh, make sure that you don't kind of go with the narrative on Twitter, too. Make sure you do your own research, you know, listen to people that you trust. you know. And if, if they change their opinion on something, say, hey, what what's – What's different now? What did you do different in your process to realize I don't like this prospect anymore? And, you know, make sure you get a solid answer from them, not just basically, well, everyone else doesn't like them. <laughs> yep. Right. You know what I mean? Because you, you'll find out who the uh, the quality analysts are real quick. So let's talk about some more possible quality. Khalil Herbert, he played at both Kansas and Virginia Tech. He played with Puka Williams at one point in time. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Puka Williams is still going to made him transfer. <laughs> and there is a very good possibility that Khalil Herbert was 5'9", 205. <laughs> you got it, Nate? No? I got 5'9", as well. Okay. I have 212, though. Hmm. Right. I got that one. 212, I got that, too. Bulking up. So, in his combined five years of collegiate football, he played in 46 games, 475 attempts for 2,918 yards. He averaged 6.1 yards per carry, 22 touchdowns. 34 receptions for 297 yards, 8.7 yards per reception, and one touchdown through the air. So let's talk, let's start our Kansas guys here. Nate, we're just going to start with you and Khalil Herbert. Yeah, so I like Khalil Herbert. I think I think I talked about him in a prior episode because someone asked on our comments. You did. I think he is probably the most like solid average running back. Like – he has no upside for me, but he also has a really high floor. You could you could plug and play this guy right away in any offensive scheme and get 20 yards for 80 carries and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, this this guy is just – I mean, number one, he's old enough to teach him been playing in the NFL three years ago, but he's just NFL ready, but he's not – Productive. He's not, you know, he doesn't offer a lot of top end speed. He's not a home run hitter. He's not super agile. He doesn't have a lot of passing upside. He has decent vision. He's just basic. He's like your basic running back that if you were building a running back, you would start with Khalil Herbert and then start adding on points to different attributes. Like this guy is just like your base running back. He's going to be drafted in the you know, day three and he's going to be sitting on some roster and someday come in, be decently productive for three weeks and you're going to hear people be like, this is why you don't have to draft running backs in the first, second round, because you can pick up a guy like Khalil Herbert in the sixth and get a season out of him. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. And then he's going to go Jonas Gray and you're never going to hear from him again. (laughs) (laughs) 
it, he strikes <laughs> me as that type of guy. Like he's a basic, basic running back. Like okay, you do everything good. You're you're fine, but there's there's better out there. You know what I mean? There's probably going to be a guy that's going to go undrafted that's better. And if you sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind, in two weeks we're going to be talking about some bonus running backs that are going to be some deep dives. And tonight we're going to be talking about a trio of wide receivers too. I'm going to let you know at the end of the episode who that's going to be. Chev, Pork, thoughts on Khalil Herbert? Uh, I think sometimes uh, when you talk about basic running backs, sometimes a team just needs a basic running back, especially as a number two. I think, like Nate said, I, I think that's just perfect for what he is. And I honestly think I think he's one of one of my top, not top five, but he'd be in my top ten at running backs in this class. Um, he run, he looks like a like a poor man's Ceh who can't catch because he's kind of stout, he's kind of small. He runs in between the tackles really good, and I think like I, I think I wrote him on top of here. I was like he can fit almost any scheme. Like if you want to have his own running scheme. He's good for that. If he's running north-south, uh, he works well with that as well. So I think when when you talk about Khalil Herbert, uh, they gave him the ball a lot. Uh, he had 154 yards, 1,100 uh, yards. Oh, 154 carries, I'm sorry. 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns last year. So, I mean, that's a productive uh, season for a shortened season for college football. So when you – when you get a guy like, you know, we always talked about Josh Kelly last year. Oh, he's just basic. He's a basic type of guy. This is Khalil Herbert. Basic type of guy will give you fantasy production. And if you do draft him in late in rounds, you'll be able to, you know, sell him for a second. Like Mike had, we always talk about um, Travis Fulgham. Picked him up for cheap fab dollars, sold him for a Eight second. And, 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 now, and now you're good for the next year. Yeah. So I like to see a guy who who's basic. You can do your job. You can, you know, do do what you need to do to have production on the field. And that's good for my fantasy team. Chef, so I, I, I like him you, a lot. I want to ask Pork a question. Who do you have hired? Yeah. Khalil Herbert? Or the guy that bounced up from his job, Puka Williams? Khalil Herbert. You have you have Khalil <laughs> over Puka. I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. And we can yes. Wait, I hold can, on. Me personally, I do. So you like this guy, the guy that lost his job, better than the guy that took his job? Yep, because I feel that was a better scheme for him in Vitek than it was for Kansas. So, Chev, I'm sorry to push you back here, but Nate, a rebuttal? <laughs> I know it's going to be a rebuttal. I know we're not – I'm before Nate says what he has to say, I'm not doing any more shots because that shot show was bad, bro. <laughs> No, no, it's it's okay. I get it. I mean, if I'm drafting in a redraft league and I just need a running back, I'm taking the floor of Khalil Herbert over the huge upside I think Puka Williams has. I get it. Like, I mean, Herbert's probably going to have better draft capital. He's going to be a safer bet. Um, but he doesn't have nearly the upside that Puka does. He, I mean, not even close, just athletically, number one, um, but also in the receiving game and other things. So, I mean, I get it. It's a safer pick than Puka, but personally, I think Puka has a very, very high ceiling. Uh, well, you know, the way the I way I he's see a guy it, that like, can be productive, he's much more efficient than Herbert. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel though, like 
for for fantasy, sometimes when we talk about upside so much, I think some people overvalue upside. I'd rather have steady fantasy production throughout the season than have a one like two or three week winning weeks and then doo doo butter for the rest of the season. AKA Marquise Brown. AKA Van Jefferson. Well, see when hey. I have my <laughs> see when I have my two fourth round picks this year, my one quarterback league. I'm going to take Herbert so that I have a solid floor running back. He's a safe pick. You know, he can come in and be productive for an entire season on some team. I'm also going to take Puka in the fourth because that upside. I like both guys. I probably would take. Oh no, I like both. Both around the same time. I mean, I think Herbert's going to have more value, so maybe I would draft Herbert a couple spots before Puka just on value. But I mean, I don't dislike Herbert. I think he offers a very good floor as a prospect. All right, that was not quite what I was well, expecting. Let me let me uh, <laughs> let's, let's play a little game here. Well, no, Chev Chev didn't get a chance oh, to talk yeah. about oh, Herbert. Go. Yeah, go for Even, it. Chef. Spe- speaking of the shot show, every time Melissa, every time I do something <laughs> to Melissa. She's always like, at least I didn't throw up in a shot show. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, chill out. That was like, after you did not throw up during the shot show. Apparently, my laptop was still on for the Patreon <laughs> show, which I didn't even understand how that happened. It but, was. Did you uh, watch Khalil that? Herbert? I, did you, no. watch that? You, you should not do that. Yeah. I remember <laughs> taking our shirts off, and I remember talking to Jorge, and then that was about it. Um, anyways, Khalil Herbert's. I'm kind of worried about him running east and west in the NFL. I think that could definitely get him into some trouble. A lot of his runs are outside, so I'm not sure how that translates in the NFL, but I don't know if it's going to be very productive for him. But I think he could earn a role possibly in a two running back set where maybe he's like a lead blocker because that's what he was used to do a lot, I feel like, in Virginia Tech as well. So that could be something where he gets a maybe a little shot there where he's the second back in that and he's he's being a lead blocker and maybe he'll get a few touches that way. But I don't know. He's definitely a late round guy that you hope can just get any production out of him for that season. I'm not sure exactly his growth in the NFL, but I don't expect it to be insanely crazy. Chef, what was your landing spot again? Landing spot? I, I didn't give one. Oh, I'm sorry, my. Headphones. My line is, if he went to Denver, I think he'd be great. But he's like a Carlos Hyde to me. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like he's a guy. He's always gonna, he's always gonna be on a team, and he's going mm-hmm. to have some sort of fantasy relevance. But he's not going to be like, I need Cleo Herbert on my team right now. You know what I mean? Like you're probably gonna end up in a couple years just like rotating him off of your waiver wire in your dynasty leagues and you're going to be putting in zero or one dollar fab bids as a bi-week fill-in but he's going to have that value where he's going to be a better option than other guys in my opinion so i think it depends in- where he lands i he has to land in a good spot for me to think he's fantasy relevant i think i just don't really i think he's good but he's not anything special so fantasy yeah. relevant i don't know but NFL relevant for sure. He, I think yeah, he has yeah. potential there. All right. So Nate, you wanna you wanna hit us with it? We yeah, gotta so find a name for this game, by the way. Would you like as prospects? It's always as prospects, so okay. they're compared more equally. Would you rather have Khalil Herbert or Michael Warren? Michael Warren. Michael Warren. I'm go Herbert. I like 
I liked Michael Warren last year. I loved Michael Warren. Yeah, Chev's going Herbert. Okay. Okay. Would you rather have Khalil Herbert or would you rather have Darrington Evans? Mm. That's hard. Uh, I'm going to say Evans just for his receiving ability. I think he has opportunity to get more PPR points than what Herbert could most likely. Man, that's a tough one. I, I'm going to go Evans because I, I think I think he's faster. Don't yeah. Speed doesn't mean any, everything. But remember remember Darrington Evans' season on Twitter, by the way? <laughs> that was fun. Big for, time. Bit. Well, yeah, that was better than AJ Dillon season, Bob. Support <laughs> <laughs> you. You got to give your answer now. <laughs> I think as a pure running as a pure running back, I go Herbert. But I think for fantasy, I'll go Darrington just because of his speed. All right. Okay. All right. You guys want one more? Yeah, let's do uh, one yeah. more. Yeah, like Would you this. rather this have? Is Khal- yeah, this is. I like this a lot. This Would good. you rather have Khalil Herbert or Josh Kelly? Joshua Kelly. <laughs> Come on. Kelly. Nate, who, what were your Herbert. answers? Yeah, what we want yours. Oh, you want mine? Um, yeah. I would rather have Michael Warren. I would rather have Khalil, eh, Khalil Herbert and Darrington Evans graded out just about equal in my yeah. grade. So it's like a 1A, 1B thing. And I would much rather have Khalil Herbert than Josh Kelly. I did not like Josh Kelly last year. So You didn't? Nope. Josh Kelly was you hated josh Kelly? oh uh, yeah he was my running back 20 in last year's draft class uh, before we below move on pete to... guerrero oh, i love <laughs> pete. that was your first ever appearance on the show too is pete guerrero hard to find film on that guy he, was hey, before... he wasn't that bad he played a d2 yeah. he was good for d2 he's an xfl guy hey listen before we we move on to our last prospect of the evening i just want to take a reminder our good friend will harris is in the house he's one of the co-owners of radiantglobal.com which is where you can find all of our fantastic merchandise we got t-shirts hoodies crew neck t-shirts too which your host likes to wear and we also have uh beanies and we have baseball hats too which chev's rocking right now the baseball hat that's one of my favorite hats you can get Mm -hmm. your hands on one too but will has a question for pork man he wants to know, Pork, you putting the Van Jefferson shirt on ice for a season or maybe for just that one game that Deshaun Jackson is healthy? The second one. Okay. All right. <laughs> and he does also want to say that you, hurt. you are looking extra studly this evening. Appreciate you. I have my chicken noodle soup that uh, you're supposed to give to Dawson, so I look good today. <laughs> All right. There we go. Perfect. So let's move on to our last prospect of the evening. And that is Ramondre Stevenson from the University of Oklahoma. And he weighs in maybe at six foot, 246 pounds. I thought we went over this before the, <laughs> the, show, the show is not the show is not recording. I want the people to hear. Uh he came into the senior bowl at five eleven and a half, and he lost some weight to, at the senior bowl to try to impress the scouts. He weighed in at two twenty seven. Okay. So we'll he just definitely we'll... didn't play it that weight though. No, no. He looked like uh, he looked like uh, Legarrette Blunt out there at times. However, in his two seasons at Oklahoma, he was also I forgot to write it down. He did go to junior college for two seasons as well, so just keep that in mind. But in his two seasons at Oklahoma, I couldn't find his JUCO stats. 
19 games, 165 attempts for 1,180 yards. He averaged 7.2 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns, 28 receptions for 298 yards, 10.6 yards per reception, no touchdowns at all. Nate, were you lifting your hand up? Did you want to say something? No. 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 Okay. You're good. Great. So, pork, I don't believe that. All right. I don't believe that uh, you let off at all for any of these prospects. If you'd like to start with Ramon Jerry, you go right ahead. Yeah, sure. Um, you pretty much took my player comp. It was, he looks exactly like uh, looks exactly like Legarrette Blunt. But from the from the tape that I saw, I was actually you you sent me a message saying he was a dozer. So I thought he was just you know just just running guys over and that's it. But I was actually pleasantly surprised on how he ran. He's very 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 nimble. Um, and for as big as he is, he has really good hands as well. Um, he's a freaking dog in pass protection too, which I liked as well. So that also keeps you on the field. So between him catching the ball, pass protection, um, running between the tackles, um, trying to jump over people, which really didn't work, but you know, <laughs> he tried. <laughs> yeah, he tried. But I mean, I guess he tried to be Najee. So I mean, I guess he would be like the the discount Najee. Yep. In my Dollar opinion, store. if you. Yeah, dollar, dollar, <laughs> like dollar store Andy Holloway. You got dollar store Najee Harris. But I, I actually was really enjoying his tape, believe it or not, for a big guy because usually big guys don't really translate into uh, the NFL. But if you're able to run in between the tackles and, you know, be patient as well, which is, you know, when you have a big guy, usually they're not patient. So a big guy that's patient with good feet running between the tackles using his weight as he should, running people over, um, really good stiff arm too with that. So I I don't know. I'm I'm really starting to like him and he might be moving up my ranks. I don't know what you guys think, but I really think he could make a make a good really good fit as a backup running back. Um looks better than needless I say AJ Dillon at his weight. But uh We'll we'll see. Well, Bob's gonna hate this episode. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, he is. Here's how much I like Ramondre Stevenson. If I had him or Lamichael P. Ryan standing next to each other, and you said to me you could pick one to carry your team, it would be Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is for real NFL football. Just keep in mind, but fantasy points usually will follow. I don't think he needs a lot of blocking. He he's not afraid of contact. He's going to put his helmet down. He's going to put his shoulder pads down. He's going to make you pay every time you get in front of him. That's what I like about this guy's game. The only downside I see is I feel like, and, you know, we're talking about fantasy. I'm going to cheer this guy on no matter what team he goes to and watch him knock people on their ass. However, he's going to be extremely touchdown dependent because he's Mm -hmm. not, he's going to be a grinder at the next level. And while I feel like he is a capable receiver, I don't think that the PPR upside is going to be there. So I'm probably either going to draft him in the fifth round of my rookie start or rookie drafts, or I'm not going to draft him and just taxi stash him. Because again, I don't know what the upside is going to be. He might have a season or two where he flashes. If he gets a chance to carry a load, like James Robinson did, mm-hmm. but that is his, like that is his upper stratosphere ceiling. I don't know if he would ever, possibly reach that so uh better for real nfl not so good for fantasy nate chev thoughts 
I am going to give you a different player comp than LeGarrette Blunt. I don't think he brings as much power as LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt, defenders were scared of that guy. I loved him. Um, But Ramondre Stevenson, my player comp, and I think his career trajectory, C.J. Anderson. Okay. Don't hate Never that. great. Bigger guy. Doesn't offer a ton of upside, but you know if you give him 200 carries, he's going to be productive. He's going to average four point something yards per carry. He's going to get some touchdowns. I think Ramondre Stevenson does everything pretty well, but nothing really great. I think he's limited athletically. He even lost the weight, went to the senior bowl, and I was excited. I was like, oh, okay, this guy lost 15 pounds. He's going to look really good. It, it just kind of rumbled along. You know, the burst wasn't there. The top end speed definitely wasn't there. Um, just looked like a step slower than the other running backs at the senior bowl, even with the weight lost. Um, so I, I think this guy kind of takes what's given to him. He does have some power to him. That is for sure. Um, I can't knock him on there. He has good contact. He can run through contact. So he does offer some upside there with, you know, being a punisher at the end of his runs. And mm-hmm. I agree that he does do better in the receiving game than he's probably given credit for, especially like statistically. Mm-hmm. But I, I also agree with Mike that he just probably will never have that be a big part of his game, even in the NFL. No, he's going to do it right. decently well, but he doesn't offer enough upside with his, you know, yards after the catch to, you know, maybe garner a lot of volume. So I think this is a guy that, you know, just at the end of the day, you know, he's another guy like Khalil Herbert who has a pretty solid floor, but just not a lot of upside, you know, could be landing spot dependent if he's even fantasy relevant. He might be the next Jordan Howard too. Because I just thought about it. We're talking about his receiving or lack thereof upside in the NFL. The only time I remember Jordan Howard, when he played for the Eagles, he snuck away and caught a 60-yard touchdown pass because nobody covered him. That would probably be what you're going to get. Honestly, that's probably what you're going to get from Amandre Stevenson. They're going to be like, no one's going to throw this dude the ball, and then he's going to get a touchdown out of it. So, Jeff, close us out on Ramondre. Yeah, I think you guys basically knocked it all out. Um, I mean, I think he has good vision behind the line. He's good at blocking for sure. I think he knows where he needs to be blocking-wise, so that's good for him. He kind of knows that already, so that he'll adjust well in the NFL. Uh, Running east to west is definitely not going to be his game. He's going to run north to south all day. He has a little bit of wiggle to him, but I think you guys uh, definitely hit on that. If, if you can get three to four catches out of him in one game, you definitely are lucky to get that for sure, I think. Yep. All right. Nate, do you want to give us the – Yeah, let's, let's compare oh. him. Let's care, right. compare him to 2020. All right, so would you rather have Ramondre Stevenson or I'll use another name that we already talked about, Michael Warren? Stevenson. I'm going to go Stevenson. I'm going to go Michael Warren. The production was there at a a bigger school throughout his career. Well, I mean, Oklahoma bigger than Cincinnati, but Cincinnati bigger than a junior college. So you understand my logic there, right? Yeah. Okay. Or lack thereof. Yeah. (laughs) Get it. All right. So would you rather have Ramondre Stevenson or Anthony McFarlane? They're two completely different players, though. <laughs> that one's right. <laughs> one good. I think I, would take, I think I would take Stevenson just because of his touchdown upside. You know, uh, 
McFarland's not going to be have any red zone carries like that. So, but he offers that McFarland offers that PPR upside. He could. That's the thing. It's kind of. <laughs> yeah, I'll go it's with a, McFarland. Yeah, that's okay. a, that's a really good one. Mike, I guess McFarland hesitantly <laughs> because right. of the receiving upside. All right. So one more. So this is this is good. This is this is close. And those guys were going, you know, third round. Well, Michael Warren, I think of the draft capital. So, but I mean, Anthony McFarland was going third round last year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Stevenson's probably being picked in third round by guys who really like him. Maybe more of a fourth rounder in super flex leagues. So you know, good comp there for just draft capital wise in your rookie drafts. One more. Would you rather have Ramondre Stevenson or Keyshawn Vaughn? <laughs> as prospects. Yeah, as prospects, Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn for me. Yeah, I think Keyshawn was. Well. All right. Yeah. Keyshawn was getting hype at the end of last year. Who would Garrett pick? How's that? How, how's Paul? Tears. Tears. How far did he fall? Yeah. Poor Keyshawn. Man. Well, hey, like I said before, uh, Chev. I'm going to let you uh, believe you got something for us before I lead us out then. Yep. And then I also just want to talk about our one team one child campaign that we did. I did offer if you donated, I would do a raffle for a hat. The winner for that hat was Robin Carly. So Robin Carly, I know I have your phone number, so I'll definitely be hitting you up. I appreciate Thank you again for everybody donating. I got some more stuff coming along the way. We have a Devin Booker autographed basketball and a, another item we're going to raffle off too. So if you want, if you haven't donated yet, no worries. You can possibly win a Devin Booker autographed basketball. Uh, but the verse I have for tonight is going to be Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Man, there's that's, that's a lot going on in there. I know sometimes I can get a little bit angry. I can get a little bit bitter towards people, and uh, I can get very upset with the way that people are doing things. But uh, that's not how God treats us. That's not how God treats me or anybody else. He treats us with kindness, and he's always forgiving us of, of any sins that we have. So when you're, when you're talking to somebody, when you think of somebody, no need to get angry at them. Show love. Show kindness to them. Uh, it's definitely what we need in our world right now. I, I don't understand how we can have so much bitter and angriness towards each other, uh, especially for different races. Um, I, I totally don't get it. I know we've had a couple mass shootings recently, too. So uh, it definitely hurts my heart to see stuff like that on the news. I mean, I have pork, man. I can't imagine what you go through on a daily basis. Um, so uh, we just need to be kind to each other, love each other, um, even if it's not your friend, man. You got to. Check in on your people too, okay? Definitely show love. All right. And great words from a great man, Chef. Thank you very much. Bringing the heat. Um, yeah, he's always bringing yes, that heat, man. So, listen, speaking of heat, you want to sign up for the DynastyRewind.com, Patreon.com forward slash DynastyRewind. You can hear us wax poetically about Dez Fitzpatrick, Warren <laughs> Jackson, Tyler Vons, and Cornell Powell. And in two weeks, we're going to have another amazing Patreon episode. Hey, look, these guys could be players in the NFL and on your team. So, Chev, until then, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, so you can find me at ChevBoyRD, boy with an I. All right, Nate, how about yourself? Yep, you can find me at NateNFL. Pretty easy. Phil? (laughs) You can find me at FFPortman. 
All right. And if you are so inclined, you can follow me at Rewind CEO. I would much rather you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Please give us a subscribe, rate, and review. Check out our YouTube. Lots of amazing content. Um, I did an interview today with Andy Holloway. That is going to be dropping Friday night at 9 p.m. on our YouTube. However, if you are a Patreon, you could listen to it right now until 9 p.m. Friday, and then everybody could listen to it. But hey, Bob Gilchrist, until next time, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, everybody.